getting nuts. Come on. Let's get nuts. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. It's a thirsty Thursday in the Mid-South. Thank you, Tito's. And thanks to all the great news or sad news or wonderful news, however you look at it. Again, Bill Belichick retired. (laughs) Bill Belichick, actually, they say they parted ways. Bill Belichick was fired. The lesson, again, from this is if Bill Belichick can get fired, anybody can get fired. So I guess you better get out there and do your job. Nick Saban retired. Pete Carroll has let go. Uh, It's been a wild, you know, 24 hours. And it's also been extremely wild just basically around the sports landscape, period. And now we're going to talk a little Ole Miss, a lot of SEC with the great Evie Van Pelt from the Rebel Walk. You can follow her at Ole Miss Evie on Twitter. Follow the Rebel Walk at the Rebel Walk. And always go to therebelwalk.com to read their work. First and foremost, Evie, how are you doing, dear? You're better, right? You feel better? I'm better. I am better. It, it, I'm just finally getting better. So it was a, it was a, it was a long road, but I'm, I'm coming out the other side just in time for all this craziness. I know it's wild. And by the way, I'm feeling better, but Evie, I'm telling you, you can ask Dacus. My brain has not been working since I came back this week. Like I'm saying Ah. crazy stuff. Like, it, are you really? Well, it's like I'm just like, uh, like I was like, hey man, will you take me uh, a Photoshop of that and send it to me? And I meant to say <laughs> screenshot, you know, like I know what I'm talking about, but the wrong things came out. Uh, when I was talking about rankings, I said the seeds. I mean, I've just, I've been all over the place. My brain still isn't working. So that's why I'm grateful for you to be here. But I do have to bring this up before we jump into all of our goodies. I just thought it was fascinating. So last night, when all this stuff was breaking down, there's a little place called, you know, betonline.ag. Yeah. And they take bets on very crazy stuff. Like, you know, like, you know, you can't go to the BetMGM <laughs> and bet on who's going to be Alabama's next head coach. That's where you do it on betonline.ag. I thought it was very fascinating. It comes out Dan Lanning was plus 300. Lane Kiffin was plus four, uh, 500. Dabo Sweeney was at second plus four hundred. You have Kalen DeBorg up there plus six hundred, and you had all you know. You know it was just you know go all the way. Sark was plus thirty five hundred. Well, since Dan Laning said that he was coming back to Oregon, you won't believe what the odds are. they they have changed a lot. They have changed a lot. They just came out. Have you seen the new ones? Um, I haven't. Right before we came on, I was looking at the the last set of ones, and I've got Bama people sending me odds. But what does it show, Norvell up there? No, the no, you wouldn't believe this. Since Dan Laney said he's returning, he's now the betting favorite. It's dropped him to minus one thirty. No! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Oh, he was plus three hundred. He just says he's le- he's staying in Oregon, and then his odds go from plus three hundred to minus thirty. Now Lane Kiffin has moved into the second spot at uh, plus four fifty. Sark at plus nine hundred. Mike Norvell plus a thousand. Those are your top four. Dabo rounds out the top five at plus one thousand. So uh, we're talking about the coaching carousel. Should Ole Miss fans be nervous? Well, you know, it's funny because um, I've got a ton of Ole Miss fans messaging me asking that exact question, and it's not even necessarily um, 
would Lane Kiffin get the Bama job? Because again, from what my sources say at Bama, um, you know, they just still have a few issues with Lane and he's not atop their list. So, you know, now again, could that be a smoke screen from Greg Byrne? Sure, anything is possible at this at this point. But what people do start thinking is, you know, about those dominoes falling like Okay, what if they hired uh, Norvell from Florida State to go to Alabama? Then does Lane consider going to Florida State? You know, so I, which I don't think so. I, I think the only school probably in Florida Lane would consider going to would be Florida. So I'm, I'm not really worried about that. But, you know, you just see all these dominoes out there. And so right now I'm just, Still getting the message from my sources inside the Bama program. I mean, they they really felt pretty confident about landing. So I don't know how great they are as sources, but mm-hmm. um, that that they just don't think Lane is as high on the list as apparently Vegas thinks Lane is. Well, you know, like uh, again, some of the you know, I guess people probably a lot of the same. Where I was talking to were exactly in the same, you know, saying the exact same things that you are, um, and and your sources are so. Uh, it's been a fascinating situation, like the whole thing unraveling, and I also thought it was hilarious. Like if you looked at my phone, I had 100 texts from Ole Miss fans concerned, and I think I had 300 texts from Vols fans saying, <laughs> LFG, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it is funny to see the the reactions of the different <clears throat> different fans and different uh, fan bases. But um, anyway, so I you know I saw initially where I think you know Bama's AD had indicated he hoped to have something done within seventy two hours. I mean I don't know that'd be great. Put all the rest of us out of our misery sooner rather than later. But what I can say is I would be willing to bet that this was not a surprise to Greg Byrne. Um, I don't think Nick Saban just let it get to be yesterday afternoon and then just, you know, got a wild hair and decided he was going to retire. I think this is something that they've known about, and I would just feel quite sure that they've had plans in place. Um, I would have to say 100%. Plus, you know how Nick is. It's not like he makes knee-jerk reactions and decisions uh, just willy-nilly. There is all – I mean like with the whole Nick Saban situation that's you know breaking and everything that's going around, it's basically got everybody – you know, everybody looking at everything from a different angle. Um, We talked about Ole Miss, how they're looking at other fan bases. How do you think Alabama fans feel today? Well, I think they were really caught off guard. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of us have had those conversations throughout the season. I mean, Saban is 72. When is the the end going to be the end? But I think the way he took that team this season and took them from where they started to where they finished was a remarkable coaching job by him. I I don't know that anybody expected after you know he made it to the final four this year. I don't think anybody thought okay that'll be it. Um, I think everybody probably thought you know there was a little bit longer. So I think Alabama fans are, are still in shock. I mean when it very first came out and Chris Lowe tweeted the initial tweet about it, I sent it to I'm in a I'm in a Bama group that you know it's very kind of them to let me stay in their group, but. Um, you know, they said, oh, no, Evie, we think that's fake. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's the real Chris Lowe. Chris <laughs> Lowe <laughs> that's yeah. the real Chris Lowe, real, real Chris Lowe Twitter. And so 
they had a hard time even wrapping their minds around it. So, um, and then of course there were all the reports last night that Dan, which I received some of them too. Dan Lanning's in Tuscaloosa. Well, no, oh yeah, we were watching flights yeah, last night. <laughs> yes, he was at home. He was at home watching Jason Bourne movies. Apparently, so he was not in Tuscaloosa. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. But other than like you, he's he's come out and said he likes it where he is. So now next man up, and I certainly hope that next man up is not Lane Kiffin. I think Lane has made comments in the past. You know, it would be very hard to follow a Nick Saban. And like everybody says, the old, you don't want to follow Nick Saban. You want to follow the guy that follows Nick Saban, you know. Exactly. so let's let's hope that's in play. You know, all the things that have kept Lane in Oxford thus far are still there. I got to think this recruiting kids. class this year also. I mean, you oh. know, he's got his children, and like you said, um, that's huge. Of course, family, you know, is is first and always. But dead gummit, like to leave with the roster that he's bringing back next year would I, I would think would you know kind of get up in his crawl. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's got a phenomenal class and let's face it, you know, if if you're Lane Kiffin and you want to be able to to uh compete for a national title, man, that 12 team playoff sure has opened things up mm-hmm. for you. And uh the transfer portal and the the navigation that he's doing in that, the Rebels are currently right now even after the loss of Quinchon uh, which I don't think we've even talked about yet, but they are still number one in the transfer portal uh, rankings, the 247 rankings as of this morning. I checked it, and they have added LSU transfer running back Logan Diggs, announced yesterday he is going to be transferring to Ole Miss. And <laughs> he so, just keeps you know, on rolling. He just keeps on rolling. So I think that, that train is – that train is – is gone, and I, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's headed to Tuscaloosa. I don't either. I, I really don't. I was telling my friends to relax yesterday. Uh, now to talk about this squad real quick. Um, you talk about how uh, you know Quinshawn left. A lot of people in Ole Miss, you know, you know the, the area, the fans were very, very concerned. Um, some of them were talking about you know Ulysses. That's been you know Ulysses been at the fourth. He's got this junt under control. Yada 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 yada. Uh, see what he did, you know, in you know, with you know next to Quinshawn last year. You bring in another running back. How good is the running game going to be next season? Well, you know, I think as long as Lane Kiffin is at the helm, I think you're going to see a very strong ground game. And not only that, I told folks, you know, losing yes, you can't deny losing a running back of the caliber of Quinshawn. I mean, that's a that's a loss. But that being said, I think the system that Kiffin runs. And here's my X factor. I think Kevin Smith is one of the best running back coaches in the nation. And he and Kiffin are very, very good at spotting talent, and they're very, very good at coaching talent in that system that they have. I think Bentley, you know, it's funny. This is Bentley in the in the bowl game, in the Peach Bowl. Uh, the announcers were even commenting on Bentley, and they, you know, they said, look, you know, he runs with so much juice, you know, so to speak, which is kind of funny. But, um you know, I, I think he's very, very talented. I think he's going to be healthy next year. I think the four-star running back from New Caney, Texas, Kedrick Roscano, I think we'll see what he can do next season. And with Logan Diggs, this LSU transfer, I think there was some talk, you know, that maybe he was injured in their bowl game and, 
you know, might it have been something that would keep him out for all of 2024? We have since heard from a number of sources that, no, he should be ready to play, uh, you know, the first couple of weeks, I would think, of 2024. So that's good. He's an excellent runner. I mean, he was second on the team in yards, only to Jaden Daniels, you know. Um, yeah. Excellent, excellent runner. And, I, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss got another portal running back, but maybe maybe in the spring, uh, kind of see how, how things shake out, you know, for that next portal window. But I just, you know, again, <clears throat> Quinshawn is, <clears throat> excuse me, not easily replaceable, um, but there are a lot of talented backs out there, and the transfer portal changes the game, and the portal king will do what he does. Now, um, also, like, not even just the portal, though, Lane is returning his quarterback. I mean, those stud-wide receivers, you got your tight end coming back. I mean, that offense should be humming on all cylinders. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's been a... a, I mean, for Jackson Dart, a third year in his system as the starter. I mean, that's going to be big. It it really is, and I feel like... um, you know, Jackson had such a good game against Penn State that it, it really, you know, we, we talked about what a good defense that Penn State has. And I tell you what, Jackson Jackson did very well in that game and finished, I believe, I want to say his total QBR was up, you know, in the 90s in that game. So I think he... You know, he showed out very well against a very strong defense. So um, to have him back and then, like you say, my gosh, to have Trey Harris and Jordan Watkins, both receivers, and to have Caden Prescorn, that right there, man, did he not have himself a game um, in the Peach Bowl. So hey, I think did. We, Memphis fans were texting <laughs> me like, y'all, y'all are thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Thieves, thieves. Um, so I really and truly think that that offense is so complimentary with its its ground game and its passing game. And you know, I there was some talk initially. We didn't know. You know, Ulysses Bentley was a senior. He might. You know, there was some talk that he was going to go play in in one of the postseason. You know, senior games, East West Shrine game, I believe. But. They did work out things with the Grove Collective. I, you know, I don't know if Walker Jones if they backed up the truck, but you know, whoever is in, you know, handling business there, all that team uh, with Walker, they're doing a fantastic job. Um, they really are. Uh, the collective has been tearing it up. Now, this is a question I've got. Just another one text to my personal phone, and it says, "Dead Gummit John, will you tell? Ask her what happened. Why did Why did Quinn Sean leave?" <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of uh, differing things oh, there, I but I I will tell you, um, his he did seem a little odd to me in Atlanta during the the media week. Um, I just something seemed a little bit off. One of my writers who was there with me and I were talking about it. Um, I do think that there were issues, and I've had you know, confirmation from some pretty solid sources. I mean, I want to be careful. I don't want to ever disparage a kid. What he did for Ole Miss was phenomenal. He's an incredible runner. I think he did have some interpersonal issues on the team. Um, I do believe that Jackson Dart called timeout to address that with Coach Kiffin. I do believe that there were some issues with Quinshawn and some of his offensive linemen and that there are probably some teammates who are not 
really that sorry to see him go. But again, that being said, you know, we may never know the complete, the complete story there. Um, but, you know, we wish him the best and, you know, next man up. Next man up. Man, I could sit here and talk football all day long, but man, I got to talk about <laughs> Ole Miss's basketball team. Last night, they were getting two and a half points Ooh. against Florida. They were catching two and a half points, and they went yeah. out there and just, man, they bully whipped them. I mean, they really did. It was, uh, I, you know what, it was a four-point game at the half, and I remember thinking just because, you know, I'm also an Ole Miss fan, <laughs> in addition to being an Ole Miss journalist, so I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to say I thought any wheels were going to fall off, but 44-40 was pretty close at the half, and I did not see that second half explosion coming, but I'm really, really glad that it did really happy for them i think they worked really hard and um you know again we have an article out right now one of our writers does takeaways from the game and he's just talked about that the culture you know beard culture is written all over that program literally and figuratively and i think that we're seeing that and i think that we're seeing that in the way that they responded i think that's exactly the way that Beard wanted them to respond. And they definitely responded. I mean, uh, Florida, I believe, only had the lead for about t- maybe two minutes, and that was in the first ten minutes of the basketball game. Uh, and then yes. after that, the Gators just said, I I mean, I mean, the Ole Miss Rebels just said, all right, it's time to you know eat some Gator meat, and they just went, and especially in the second <laughs> half. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. Musa Cisse was doing all kinds of stuff. Jalen Murray, Breakfield, it was wild. It really was. Um, they they picked up their rebounding. They, you know, Ole Miss, gosh, Florida turned the ball over 13 times. Ole Miss scored 24 points off of turnovers. And uh, Ole Miss, you know, I think only turned the ball maybe over, uh, uh, over eight times. Um, you know, just really to me, and how about, you know, we can't not talk about a couple of things. Jamin Brakefield's career high. 28 points man was he on um, he was on fire and and played 36 minutes in that game and then jamarian sharp and his block i mean uh, uh nine blocks in a game come on you know now that's what seven foot five there was 16 blocks you had 16 yes. blocks in the game he had nine of them <laughs> he had nine of them yes program high uh 16 blocks and a personal best, I believe, our program best there for an individual with a nine, and much less, you know, the last time Ole Miss scored 100 points on an SEC opponent was all the way back in 2001 against Alabama. So um, quite a quite a lot uh, going on to unpack in that game yesterday. Really excited for him, and now... Uh, now they play Vanderbilt. Kind of wild. Both Mississippi schools yesterday broke history since 2001. Mississippi State hadn't beat a, a top 10 team <laughs> since 2000, December 2001. Uh, they've had 35 chances. They were 0-35, and, and bam, they beat up Tennessee. Man, they did. You know, coming off of I, – I never expected that coming off of how they well the Rebels, I mean, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, man, they they looked good against the Rebels. So, um, yeah, that was a that was definitely something something unexpected, but it just goes to show you, here we go, SEC, baby. 
SEC, and again, like you said, Chris Beard's got it going on. Rebels are doing good. How's Coach Yo doing? What's been going on? I know that um, I know LSU was uh, in town last week, last weekend. Yes, they they lost that game, but I tell you what, um, I think what we're seeing, they to me, they're getting much more comfortable with their offense. You know, they're actually they've had to because their starting point card. K.K. Deans went down in the early part of the season. They have moved Madison Scott uh, to point guard. They tried a couple of, you know, they tried the the two young freshmen that they had, and I think Coach Yo just was not feeling it with that. And so she moved forward Madison Scott over, and she's kind of their stopgap for the rest of the season. And so imagine that, you know, shifting from a power forward to, to running the guard. offense. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And so Coach Yo said, uh, we had a media op with her yesterday, and, and she said, you know, she is a nightmare for coaches. She said, we've not had a coach yet not talk about Maddie being at the point. Um, so she said, you know, we, she said, we've got to get her to understand you're, you're just playing the point. If you have someone smaller than you go post them up. So anyway, so far, I think in the first two SEC games, she's averaged 12 and a half points a game and six and a half assists per game. And against LSU, she had a season best eight assists. So I think we're going to see her to uh, continue to grow and get more comfortable in that role. It's pretty wild, wild turnout. I mean, was that thing? I mean, it was just sold out, wasn't it? Yes, over nine thousand were in attendance. That was a new program record. And so, you know, she's talked a lot about how Dawn Staley has told her, "Your team has to. The next step for your team is to get used to playing in front of those loud, raucous crowds." And she said, "Because we haven't been, and you know, even in your own home." And uh, so, I'm, you know, real hopeful that that's going to continue. So. Boy, both Chris Beard and Coach Yo are just doing amazing work and definitely changing and building the culture there. Well, uh, last but not least, uh, baseball is right around the corner, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> I know it. I, I tell you what, I'm really working hard to find any sponsors out there. Give me a call. We're really wanting to head to uh, Hawaii for the opening tournament. So I don't know how likely that will be, but... Um, Man, help her what. out. Reach out yeah. to Evie. Like, hit me a <laughs> Evie DM. Evie at the me. Rebel Walk. Yeah, That's right. Reach Evie out. RebelWalk.com. Yeah, we would uh, love to represent you in Hawaii. But um, seriously, we're we're really looking forward to the start. I think with uh, Xavier Rivas and JT Quinn and Grayson Sonye, all three back, I think that you're going to find Quinn and Sonye. Yes, I think that they both were freshmen last year. Learned a lot trial by fire, you know, in the SEC last year. And from all, everything that I've seen, they've really worked hard in the offseason. And now we're looking forward to it. I will say uh, just kind of a little sidebar before I have to let you go. Thanks for letting me keep you a little longer than normal. Um, I was, you know, my, uh, the strength in I can't think of his name, Ted Gummett, the strength coach over at Ole Miss. Um, he was actually, they did a little special in the SEC network with the baseball team and him and what they did for like a week of competing against each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. The, yes. The Pizza Bowl. They, they do it. all their. Yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. I tell you what. Um, those, those baseball boys, I mean, we're we were monitoring that. We, they were getting after it. Yes, they were. 
That was some old school competition. Yeah, it really was. I tell you, I, I mean, it's not something I even play, and I'm you know flipping through, going from one sports station to the other, and the next thing you know, I'm like, whoa! And then, man, I was stuck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, man, Evie, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate everything. Please, everybody, seriously. If you want the uh, Ole Miss Rebels covered in Hawaii, reach out to Evie. Let's get her to Hawaii, make sure we get a little bit of baseball in our life. If you need anything, anything for Ole Miss sports information, always go to therebelwalk.com. They'll have you covered. Follow them on Twitter at The Rebel Walk, and always follow Evie at Ole Miss Evie. And listen to her right here every Thursday from 12 to now 1230. Thank you, dear. Be blessed. And um, I hope that Alabama gets a coach sooner than later so you can rest a little. Amen. Thank you. And I'm glad you're on the mend and you sound perfect to me. And thank you for having me. And hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. That is Evie Van Pelt from the Rebel Walk. I'm late for a break. I'm going to take a quick time out. Sports 56 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. <laughs> Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Hanging out with Brian Dacus. Man, life's been really good, man. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of news. Tigers got to win. Miracle out there, Keister. That's good news. Bad news is, man, they gave up 94 points in regulation to UTSA. A 7-8 team going in. Now 7-9. Ouch! Grizzlies got some more bad news. Just two days ago, we found out John Morant was not going to be playing the rest of the season. Today, Grizzlies fans found out Marcus Smart will be reevaluated in six weeks. He didn't just dislocate his finger. There was a rupture in that joint. A rupture is not good. That is a sudden break or explosion. Rupture. Not good when it, we're talking about your body. So Marcus Smart will be out. He was huge in those road victories, but now uh, my man's on the mend. Grizzlies, got a lot of soul searching to do. Now, right now, you probably got to think to yourself, what am I going to do for lunch? That's probably the biggest decision you have. It's like 1230. It's on a Thursday. Mm, what am I going to eat? Man, if you're anywhere near Carrierville, head on over there to like Carrierville's historic town square. Go to Dyer's at 101 North Center Street. Heck, call them right now at 901-850-7750 and put in an order. I mean, they've got everything, and I mean everything. They got their famous burgers, dogs. They got all kinds of chicken sandwiches, which are absolutely delicious. They got a big old BLT. They got chicken salad to die for. Don't forget, they got unbelievable chili. Get some fries, throw a little chili on that, some cheese. They got great homemade onion rings. Everything at Dyer's is absolutely fabulous. Grab the family, grab the friends, and head on over to Dyer's. It's not just downtown anymore. It's also out there in Carryville. Also, check out their website, dyerscafe.com. Let's go to Hardenwood. 
This is Access Hardenwood. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Reports are coming out that Mike Irving, you know the playmaker? Or Irvin, Mike Irvin. I always add a G to him. My brain isn't working, man. Oh, you're going to talk about Vrabel. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to talk about Vrabel first because this is more hardened wood. Okay. He's under a police investigation yet again. Interesting. The cops have launched a criminal investigation into the Dallas Cowboy legend, and they say that they will not, because it's very early into the investigation, they are not at any point right now, right now prepared to release any classification regarding the playmaker and his legal status. Now, his attorney, Mr. Levi, came out and said, Yo, my client has done nothing wrong or inappropriate. And this will turn out to be much ado about nothing. So, again, the playmaker... Back in, uh, back in the hairs of uh, the, the the Johnny Law. So that, that's like one person you don't want checking you out is Johnny Law. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Don't want that to happen. What man? I feel like I don't feel bad. Never mind. I don't know what he know what he did. I just know that he didn't do anything at the Hilton. And remember that girl basically said he did a lot when she did nothing. But I don't feel bad for him because I forgot. You know that he uh, tried to sue, he sued the Hilton for a hundred million dollars, and then they settled out of court. So you know he got some coin for that. Wow, good for him. I didn't even think about that. Man got coin. Man got coin already. Coin makes coin, doesn't it? Now go ahead with the Mike Vrabel. What about it? Thought you said you were going to bring up Mike. No, Vrabel. I thought you were going to bring up Mike. Vrabel. No, you bring up the Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. I can't even say his name today. You want me to talk about Mike Vrabel? Yep. Okay. Uh, Diana Rossini, who does a great job covering the NFL, has now reported um, via The Athletic the reasons that um, that uh, Mike Vrabel was fired by, um, the Titans. by the Titans. Thank you, John. Um, and it's because of miscommunication. How about that? It had nothing to do really with on-the-field things, the relationship um, between uh, coach and owner and it had to do general with how he manager. Handled, I thought the Hall of Fame thing when he was inducted that, into it. Yes, that was part of it. Um, that's kind of where it started is what Diana Rossini is reporting. But then there were other things that, that came out. Um, uh, Mike Vrabel wasn't really sold on, on Rand Carthen being hired as the general manager, um, which uh, made the, the owner upset. Um, and then, uh, of course, what happened at the Hall of Fame was was not great. And then, how about this? Um, uh, Strunk left the game uh, in Miami between the Titans and, and the Dolphins early when the Titans uh, won that game. When they were losing, she left and was like, they're done. They're not winning this game. Whatever. She left. Then they come back and win, and one of the analytic people um, on staff for the Titans was mad at Vrabel for going for two, said that that was not the smart decision uh, to, to make, and that they shouldn't have gone for two, whatever. But they still won. They won the game, yeah. Ex- exactly. But, but, that made uh, Strunk mad that Vrabel went against analytics. Well, again, sometimes you have to go with your gut. 
Yeah, there's a lot of other things. Uh, there was another thing. Uh, I guess there was a story written um, in the Boston Sports Journal saying that uh, Vrabel, you know, and Carthon's relationship was not good, and that he was going to look for any way to force his way out of Tennessee. Um, and then neither like spoke to each other about that report. And when asked about it, Vrabel was basically like, "Yeah, I mean, there's like nothing true about that. So why would I even talk about it?" And uh, Carthon kind of like felt like slided a little bit because he was like why why didn't why did we not speak about this like why didn't we talk about it so it really all came down to uh to a bunch of uh you know uh uh miscommunication miscommunication which causes all kinds of problems bro now i got some uh health advisory out for you did you hear about the uh, bottled water situation no a liter of bottled water contains a quarter of a million pieces of microplastic. That's not good, homie. So don't be drinking that bottled water unless y'all want to uh, send Evie to Ole Miss or pay me to talk good about it. Because right now, bottled water, which I don't drink that crap anyway because I ain't paying for water. I got a filter. Good old Memphis water. And all you people are getting tons and tons of uh, microplastic in your body. And now this is the story that I can't wait. You know how magic mushrooms are magical, right? They take you out of this world. Sure. Where do you think magic mushrooms came from? I don't know. You won't believe this, but now scientists, like the real good ones, have now put out a paper and have now determined they believe uh, when mushrooms and fungus came down here to Earth, especially the ones that make you trip and see magic mushrooms. So 65 million years ago... When the asteroid struck the Earth and made the dinosaurs go bye-bye, the asteroid is what created magic mushrooms and fungus. So they literally came from out of this world, and then they take you back out of this world, bro. Interesting. Is that not amazing? I guess so. Yep. Before, there was only 52 types of fungi specimens. Now there's like millions after the... And it was all brought... Because of an asteroid. If you couldn't have magic mushrooms if we didn't kill dinosaurs. And I don't even think we could be around if dinosaurs were still hanging around because we might get eaten all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we definitely wouldn't have good fungus. Now, if you're ever going to eat some fungus, I also got some TV watching advice for you. Have you ever heard of the show Obliterated? No. It's on the Netflix. You need to watch it out. It's got everything you want. It's like 90s TV, but made today in like 2023. They're saving the world. They're doing drugs in Vegas. It's absolutely crazy, and it's hilarious, and there's a ton of nudity in it. So on Netflix, it's called Obliterated. I gave it two thumbs up. Does that, like, rate things on the Netflix? Because I've never done that before, but that was the first show I've ever given the two thumbs up to. Well, it can be your your gauge for your listeners. You can, you know, zero, no thumbs up, a thumb down, two thumbs down if it's really bad. No, like like it's on the Netflix thing. One thumbs down if you don't like it, no thumbs if it's just okay, one thumb if it's good, and then two thumbs thumbs if it's great. Two thumbs up, man. So check that out, eat some mushrooms, and thank the uh, asteroid that brought him here 65 million years ago, and uh, you'll be blessed. What was the other story that I wanted to finish on? What was it? Oh, Antonio Brown, by the way. Okay, this is a funny. Is it, are, are Antonio Brown and Tyreek Hill racing each other? I don't know. I think they're in a race. Hmm. To see who can have be the wide receiver that has the most kids 
in the world without their girlfriend or their wife. Because Antonio Brown, you know, he's with that uh, one lady right now that he's like says he's very serious and quotes they're like going to get married, right? Yeah. Well, she's not pregnant, but he's expecting his seventh child from another woman. Wow. Yep. And his announcement was one of the most bizarre things ever. He put a picture of that mother with her. I guess she sent him a screenshot of herself holding the birth control thing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like the the stick that you pee on. What is that damn thing? A pregnancy test. That's right. Bro, my brain is completely fried. So I guess that lady, she pees on a pregnancy test. She takes a picture of it showing that she's pregnant. She texts it to him. And again, it's not Chelsea, his longtime partner. It was the different girl. And he just kind of sent out a really weird tweet. Tweet. He took the picture of her holding a pregnancy test. He tweets that junk out, and he says, F it, I'm rich. Let's do it. This girl want me in her uterus. Is that um, a weird, weird... Oh, no, it's on the Instagram. I'm sorry. It's on, Is that a, kind of like a weird thing to put on the, the IG? Yeah, it is. And that's a weird way to announce it to the world. I got to feel like... I feel bad for Chelsea. Like, that's just what I just want to say. I just have to say, I feel so bad for Chelsea. This girl's out here putting in that work, and he's just out there making more babies. John, can I sneak one more story in here? Man, go ahead, Sneaky. Uh, okay. Um, Doug McDaniel, who is uh, the best player on a bad Michigan Wolverines basketball team, he's averaging 18 points per game, shooting about 45% from the field. Really good uh, player, young guy, sophomore um, for Michigan. It was announced yesterday, John, that he is going to be suspended for six games. That's right, a six-game suspension. He announced it himself on Instagram, uh, and it was later confirmed by the university. The only wrinkle to this suspension, John, is it's for six away games. What? So Doug McDaniel can play home games for the Michigan Wolverines. But he can't play away games. But he cannot play away games for Michigan. No. So he's correct. like basically suspended to campus? Or like is he on house arrest? He, basically. That's so a great way house to... house arrest to co- like college kids now? John, that's a great way to think of it. I was listening to something and I forgot who, what former NBA player they were talking about because um, I kind of just caught the tail end of it. But basically there was a player in the NBA that was, uh, had like a DUI or something like that and so he was like locked up kind of but could go and play basketball but he could only play home basketball games basically what's going on here um with Doug McDaniels it sounds like uh his uh academics are struggling and so I guess in an attempt to get him eligible I would assume um they are making sure that he cannot travel and I guess that he in in an attempt that he will stay home and study while the team is on the road well, make sure you get your grades up, my man. It's stupid. Get your grades up. Either suspend them for all the games. When it Miles or Bridges, don't suspend them at all. Was it Miles Bridges who could only play at home or something? No. No, yeah, this was someone for the Lakers like back like 10 years ago. Oh, uh, this was a long time ago. Yeah. Long, long time ago. All right. Not a right. long time ago, but not like recent. I got you. I got you. I'm just, I was guessing with Bridges. I mean, like, cause, you know, what he did, I could see him being under house arrest very simply. I know he was suspended 25 games. Anyway, I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. I did have one other note. It um, was Contavious Caldwell Pope. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Good job. How'd you score that so fast? I just searched it. He was serving a 25-day jail sentence, and he was able— They let him out of jail to go to the Coliseum and play—I mean, to the, Crypto.com? The, the 25-day jail sentence that allowed him Staples to leave back then. on a work release for games. So they said what he would do is he would, like, leave, he would like wake up from prison, and he would be like, I gotta go to work. And they would, like— Take him and drop him off at, at Staples. At Staples, and he would just be there like all day long. And then he would like try, like just hang out around there, like literally all day. And then go back to prison at like eleven. And he could only play home games, could not travel on the road. That's exactly what it was. That's pretty fascinating. Now, uh, one other note: Did you hear? Uh, we know what it is definitely set for Arch Manning's role. What do you think Arch Manning's going to do at Texas next year? Water boy. He's going to be the backup quarterback. Because right. Quinn Ewers has a. Uh, said that he is not going to go to the NFL draft. He will be returning, and he will be the starting quarterback for Texas next year. Didn't we already know that, though? Like, didn't he already say that? Or was that just, he like, made rumor? It official. Like, everybody suspected okay. he was coming Okay, back. but like, he had never said anything He had never it. come out okay. and officially declared. Well, today he declared his intentions are to return to Texas. Now, we're going to take that quick time out. We got one more segment. We got some bets. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to real sports talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. I hope you've been blessed. I hope you've been enjoying your thirsty Thursday. My time is almost up and gone, but we got to give you a little betting action. And I'm going to tell you right now, here's what I'm going to tell you to do with your money. Take it and put it on Coach Sark to be the next coach at Alabama. That's who I'm picking. I'm, what, are you going to bet your friend that or something? I mean, good no, Lord. No, go to, bet on, go to betonline.ag. Oh, I didn't know they were there. You could bet on there. Yeah, that's who has the odds right now. I'm, I'm sorry, John. I I feel like a I feel like a jerk now. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I, I don't even think of you as a jerk. I actually think of you as a nice person, just young and you know, young person. Makes young mistakes. and stupid. That's right. No, I didn't. I said make mistakes. No, I said it, John. I said it. I would never call a young person stupid. Eh, I've heard you do it before. Um, you usually do it daily on Hollywood. <laughs> you, you Gen Z or whatever generation. Well, that, it is. Yeah, whatever. Where, which one are we in now? I don't know, John. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Um, I'm D and Dead Serious. I think it's going to be Sark. Uh, so sit back, relax, and uh, we'll see what happens over the next 24, 48, 72, or a week uh, as we wait to see who replaces Nick Saban. Now, we did have. Um, by the way, one other thing I forgot to say. I found this out. So, you know, we had bad news about John Morant, right? Yeah. Did you know there's one positive about this? Uh, what's that? That the Grizzlies could save $12,500,000 in cap space um, because of the disabled players exception, the DPE. So that is something 
I guess we're trying. Look, we're trying to make like glass half full things about the whole Marcus Mara, John Morant. We've lost Stephen Adams, man. You know, it's, it's tough for a Grizzlies fan right now. They're back at it tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Clippers in the grindhouse. What is your bet for today? Me? I don't have one. Oh, when I asked you, like, you have a bet, you really were joking? You, you didn't ask me if I had a bet. I said, do you have a bet? When did you say that? When I was standing That is in the not room. true. You asked me if I had a bet on who was going to replace Nick Saban. No, I told you what That's my bet true. was. No, 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 no. That is uh, this, this guy. Well, I was <laughs> thinking to myself, um, FAU, they're playing Tulane. It is in New Orleans. They're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Do you think the kids from Florida Atlantic get out on a little bit of uh, Bourbon Street, get a little, little bit little bit saucy? No, I don't think so because they lost to Charlotte the last time they played. Did you know that? Uh, that's right. I watched it, yeah. Yeah, they lost to Charlotte. So they're going to come out, and I feel like Tulane is going to get – they're going to have to get toasted down in uh, the quarter after the ball game because they're going to get a butt-whipping. FAU wins tonight by 16 points. Lay wow. the eight and a half. Lock it up. And also take Steve Sarkeesian. Again, uh, Bill Belichick basically fired. Nick Saban retired. And poor Pete Carroll got one up. Not once, but twice in 24 hours. John, do you know we have an NBA game starting in five minutes? What the hell are you talking about? The Cavs and the Nets play in five minutes, one o'clock. The Paris. Game. I can bet in five minutes. You can, John. I didn't even. They were no in Paris. Je m'appelle Jean. Comment allez-vous? Wow, impressive, John. Man, I've been over. To, you know what I'm saying? I did a little backpack. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said when I was there. We'll be back Correct. tomorrow on a beautiful Friday for Brian Dacus. I'm John Harden. I hope y'all get out there, make this world a better place. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace. Hey.